over your dreams and ditch the excuses it's really like one big campfire for career building i am your co-counselor kendra stanton lee and i want to change the world one resume at a time and i'm ife alaura and i want to change the world by creating inclusive communities within businesses this is episode five and i know how much all of our campers missed us this past week. And all we can offer is the fact that we miss them too. But counselors have to, we, we need to take a weekend off from time to time. You worked at camp, Ife? I did, I did. And our oh, weekend off, that, those were great. We actually only got, it was 36 hours. We didn't get a full weekend. Yes. Just, uh, like a day and a half. And uh, it was very sweet. Of course, you were probably like, um, can this line at 7-Eleven move a little bit faster because I only have 34 more hours of freedom until I'm back. This is actually very true and very accurate kind of mm -hmm. eerily so because I actually didn't have a car during summer camp and so my oh. weekends off were still at the camp itself. <laughs> it was just a matter of not having kids for a specific amount of time. So Where would you go? Would you just like bunk in someone else's bunk or? They had dedicated weekend off cabins and we would carpool to go to the movies oh. and get a meal off-site but it was uh yeah it wasn't super exciting oh, the taste of of freedom though oh yes uh the freedom from not having any bedwetters oh. with whom to contend <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what the way that nine to twelve year olds can hide <laughs> urine it's impressive. I'm talking three days into camp and just the, the odor slowly builds. Right. Slowly, slowly. And then I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. Mm. I'm telling you, it, oh man, man. Memories of urine. Uh, yeah, it's palpable, the smell, I'm sure, in your sense memory. And, and this was D.C. or Virginia. I mean, this is, you know, it gets hot. Like this, this was Florida. This was oh, Florida. this was Florida. This was humid, ninety degrees, ninety percent humidity. It was, it was. You felt the thickness <laughs> of the stench. You experienced the stench. It wasn't just a. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> okay, That's I'm sorry. I I clearly triggered something for Ife. So. We're glad to be back at camp and we're gonna hoist the flag talking about what Ife was working on while he was away. So you may or may not know, but Ife is an MBA candidate and I haven't gotten to ask you recently, what have you been working on in school? Well, right now I'm taking an exciting class. Um, it's called Managing Change and it's really cool because I'm actually taking it from a really, really fascinating professor who's been in litigation for about 25 years. And so he has a lot of very interesting stories and concepts and, and practical applications for the, what we're learning in class. And so uh, we just started the class, have a really great, uh, we, we have about 10 people in our cohort. And so we're, we're experiencing this experiencing this together and I'm, and I'm excited. I just did a study on British Airways and a case study on them and uh, we have about seven weeks left in this course and 
yeah, it's making me really happy. Well, we will tag you again about this and managing change is, I, I don't mean to sound hokey, but chances are very good that if you get into management, what you thought you were going to be managing in terms of like, hey, when I have my boss's job, I'll just do exactly the kind of things that my boss said. But it seems to me it's never as you expect, right? So the never. fact that you've got a class in managing change, there's a lot of wisdom in that. And I think we should probably expect change. Like I, I think that we should expect considerable change whenever we enter a new position you know, the, the landscape is just going to be dynamic. It, no, it is. And there's a really great book out there. I haven't finished it. I, I have about a quarter way through. It's called The First 90 Days. And it mm. actually talks about what you're supposed to do or, or ways to be successful in a new organization as you navigate the different ecosystems, the different uh, groups and, and, and ideologies and whatnot to be effective in your first 90 days or six months or whatever the case may be. It's a really great book. I need to finish it, but I got so many books that I'm reading at the same time. So. Hello. Yes, yes, but we need, we will we definitely need to come back to change management, de dedicate some time directly to that and, and how individuals, especially in the job hunt or in their careers, can successfully navigate the different changes that they're going to experience. Right, because you might find yourself as LeBron and you think Kyrie is going to be joining you for yet another season and then uh, look. Yep, sports metaphors. Then see Love. what. <laughs> he took that duvet on back to Boston. <laughs> but what about you? Um, what, what, oh, what is exciting you? My what, stars, what do happen? I have something to share with the campers? Have you ever been to a roller derby? Because I'm here to tell you, if you haven't been, you gotta go. Last night, the family went to the Boston Roller Derby. And basically, my daughter was in a state of nirvana the entire time because it was all women and they were all in roller skates and they're all really, see, I didn't expect this. And forgive me to our listeners who are already initiated in, in derby world. Please share. Please share. I, like, you know, I knew that everybody had their own special name their their derby name but i didn't know that they wore like flair like i didn't know i didn't expect that like some of them would have like leopard print leggings and you know they would have like amazing eye makeup and like mm -hmm. bold lippies i just i didn't i, I wasn't prepared either. Yeah. but yeah. it was outstanding and i think that if I ever did roller derby, which will happen on the 12th of February. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, you got it scheduled already? <laughs> wait, I, what? <laughs> November's coming up quickly. <laughs> uh, that my derby name would probably be Betty Rumbles as an homage to one of my favorite cartoon characters, Betty Rubbles from Flintstones. Wow, taking it back. You know what's funny? You said that you didn't expect that. When you say roller derby, that is exactly the imagery that I have is sparklers, but then also face masks and face paint 
and and tutus, but with spikes on the roller skates and like just like knee pads, elbow pads, like that's so excess. That's 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 what's in my mind um, because it's just like these really just amazingly strong, ferociously powerful women so yeah. speeding around and destroying each other's lives and credibility while still being friendly and supportive. It's just, that's what I imagine anyway. Yes. It's so ferocious and yet body positive. I don't know how you can hold the two at once, but I saw it with my own eyes. So Roller Derby does. That, that really cheered me. But right. let's get to our order of business today. Okay. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I've done my fair share of reading. And our episode today the sort of campfire chatter is going to be around social media. And let me tell you listeners, I know as the eyes are rolling into the back of your head, yeah, I know, you know what you should and shouldn't do with your social media. But let me just beg your mercies for just a moment because I read an article in Fast Company recently that kind of defied the common knowledge about social media use in the workplace. Mm. And I would say my impression of social media as a job searcher. So if I'm looking for a job and I need to be mindful of my social media, I know that potential employers are going to be looking at my social media no matter what. Even if they aren't bringing me in for an interview, mm -hmm. they're probably going to be scoping that out to see if I'm even, you know, a, a worthy candidate, right? Yeah, because it's yeah. so easy. It's yeah. just a Google search. Yeah. It, you're, you're only a Google search away. Now, in my experience formerly as a media professor, I felt somewhat ill-equipped for talking about social media and training students to use it for their benefit because I felt as though they invented social media. Like they were waiting for me to understand Snapchat. They were waiting for me, for example, I didn't know that the common parlance on Snapchat was if, if you ask me a question, I'm supposed to respond with a picture. What? Like in addition to, you know, like I'm supposed to respond with like where I'm sitting at the roller derby. I, I'm yeah. supposed to send you a picture. Well, yeah. I was born in 1980. So that, that information was not, you know, tucked into my bassinet in the hospital. Oh. So yeah, disadvantage. I was, <laughs> I was just an old is what I was. You were, uh, you were an old. <laughs> the youths called you an old. Wow. That is, that is. That is sad. <laughs> but, I, but I was willing to learn. Um, so I, I felt as though I was saying, until I was blue in the face, like, use social media to represent yourself well. And yet, if you're not going to use it to represent yourself well, you need to lock that up. You need mm. to lock that account up. Yeah. But I liked this article because they were showing creative ways that career candidates could showcase some of their skill set in a way that was really positive. And a couple of the examples that the article gave was, okay, 
we understand millennials, Facebook is over. It's where your grammar hangs out. However, if you're going to work in an industry where they run Facebook ads or you have to write content on Facebook, you have to be really acquainted with the lay of the land, right? Mm. Yeah. So they're saying don't dismiss Facebook just because it's not where you hang out. Like basically be a participant in conversations with brands that you love, understand um, you might consider taking a course, say through Media Bistro on how Facebook ads work or how Google AdWords work and don't dismiss it is basically what they were saying, which mm. I think is, is valuable. Yeah, I, I definitely agree in, in terms of the value. And I think that as, as, as we go further in uh, technical, technical, ooh, technological advances, uh, there's going to be individuals who are more uh, comfortable with certain platforms, but you cannot, as you said, you can't dismiss the oldies, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was a time when if you wanted to have a presence in the music world and you wanted to get your brand out, you used MySpace and you needed to learn how to uh, be at the top of the searches for the, your music and, and your music videos and That's whatnot. And so, you know, there was a time when people dismissed MySpace, but that was where people's careers were being made. Uh, the same way now, that's, I think it's transitioned to SoundCloud now. People are doing that. But, you know, Facebook isn't just a wealth of, of, of knowledge and data when it comes to um, political research. <laughs> but also from a career perspective, I mean, this is where people are posting jobs now. I've, you know, we, people, jobs are being posted on Facebook. Uh, items are being sold in the marketplace. You can now use it as a financial institution. You can send money back and forth. You can communicate with your friends. You can communicate with your bosses, potential bosses, potential clients, you know, so uh, being aware of all the platforms and at least having an operational knowledge of them, I yeah. think is critical for, for anyone and in, in just about any industry, if we're going to be fully uh, transparent, I'm traveling to West Africa here pretty soon. And um, I needed a driver. I needed not to sound bougie. Everyone has a driver when you wow. go to West Africa, that's how you get around. But my first place that I checked was Facebook because I wanted to be able to talk to the business and chat with them about the services that they offer, not just go to a website and read on, uh, on the page. So anyway, that's a small tangent, but I, I definitely no, agree so that one can't dismiss Facebook or some of the older platforms uh, because, I mean, they're very, they, they, they still have a lot of value when it comes to communication and uh, business generation and, and client generation. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. So you just reminded me of one time I had a former student of mine who was optioning for a job that I, I knew who the hiring manager was and the hiring manager reached out to me and said, Hey, you might want to tell your student he needs to find a better picture for his Facebook profile. And I, at first I thought like, that sounds kind of petty, right? Yeah. But this hiring manager was for a completely dry organization. So mm. you, could, you could not be, um, it, part of the contract was you can't buy or sell or be drinking alcohol. No sipping. If you are going to work for them. So 
this student of mine had a picture of himself walking with what would appear to be like a case of beer. Yes, yes, yes. But it was ginger ale. Yeah. However, you couldn't tell that. And I, and I truly do believe that because this particular student was like super health conscious um, and it was a funny picture. But while he was job searching, it just wasn't in his best interest to have that. And so I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's petty? Do you think that's looking into it too much? Or do you think that that hiring manager was looking out for that student's best interest? Yes, <laughs> to all of them. <laughs> I think definitely think it's petty um, because uh, a, a picture tells a story, but it only tells a story for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And if I have, my, I mean, the pictures on my social medias across, they're all, they're all, they vary so much. Same. I do think that the hiring leader had a point in saying that this is what this appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perception is quite frequently um, reality. And what's interesting, I was just talking, I was having this meta conversation with my brother and some other people recently, and we were going on about how there is no you, right? There's only people's perception of you, mm. and every interaction with you have with someone builds that perception. So you might have six different versions of you out there in the world because how you interact so-and-so in your office might say, oh, you know, Ife is, he's calm, collected. He, he thinks very well before he speaks. He's not too loud. He's not too gregarious. You know, he's just, but then you go over to just about everyone else and they say, oh, if he's, a, he's a lot. <laughs> he's a lot. He's, and so, and I think that, that, that goes back to the social media piece where if someone hasn't had many interactions with you and all they see is what you post or what you comment, you know, there's so many people that I thought were outgoing extroverted because they have some really hot takes on Twitter. You know, they, the way they comment and they, 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 they put their feedback or their thoughts on social issues or what's going on out there in the world. You would think that if you met them, that they would just be a wealth of conversation and just be out there. But in fact, they don't speak. They, that is their, that is their voice. Right. And so I do think that people need to be conscious about the brand that they're putting out there. And I mean, I love me some ginger ale, but I mean, a can carry a case. Yeah. A case of ginger ale is a case of beer is a case of vodka. I don't know. I don't know who has cases of vodka, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and and at the end of the day, I respect that hiring leader for coming to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they could have made a judgment and just said, no. Now, I don't know if that person got the job at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you served as an advocate or an ally. Mm -hmm. uh, That's the word that I'm learning about in in explaining that, oh, that's not beer. That is ginger ale or apple juice or whatever the case may be. But I think that individuals need to be conscious again of, of how they are perceived and managing that perception as best as possible. And I think that goes down into, you know, a conversation you and I were having about, you know, does one need to change their social media page to make themselves seem more professional or more outgoing, whatever the case may be for a specific job or for specific industry. And I argue that the answer is no. I think people need to be as natural to their true selves as possible 
but at the same time, like I said, manage the perception that people have. So those interactions that you have, make sure that it reflects who you are, who you believe to be as naturally or as best as possible. Uh, but uh, definitely, yes, again, circling back to if I think of all those things, I, I think that yes, petty, good looking out, but necessary to manage expectations. Okay, so you know, I'm reminded of that term in real estate, curb appeal. Yeah. And when you're trying to sell a home, you have to care about that, right? Because oftentimes people aren't able to go for the open house. Yeah. So they're driving by and they're looking, okay, you know, it seems like these people mow the grass pretty regularly. It seems like these people, um, you know, have, have attended to the roof or the gutter cleaning. But then there's also staging, which if you've ever been to an open house, you can see right through the staging, right? You, you know, HGTV excessively. Exactly. You know <laughs> that these people aren't, this isn't a couch that butts have actually sunk into, no, right? There's no way those grays match as well as they do. <laughs> 55,000 shades of gray, contrary to popular belief. Um, there's excessive amounts of gray. Yeah. They match right. well. However, staging works especially well when compared to an empty house, right? Mm. So you've got an empty house and people cannot imagine for themselves because we lack imagination. Oh, is this where you would play checkers or is this where you would host a dinner party? Is this the room where you could have a library or is this strictly better for a nursery? Is this living room big enough to play soccer in? I just <laughs> can't tell. The eternal question. Yeah. Um, so I think an absence of a presence on social media is going to hurt you as a job candidate because oh. you're offering, you're offering a, a hiring manager or HR absolutely nothing about your character beyond what you've presented on a resume. And to me, especially the industries where I've worked, which is communications, that's a negative. So you don't want the empty house when you're trying to sell it. You want a staged house. Yeah. But I liked this article but because they offered ways that your presence on Twitter, for example, could be organic and show who you are without you having to be necessarily self-conscious about it. So they said the way that you engage other people on Twitter shows – how you respond to conflict, how you respond to other ideas, um, you know, the kind of language that you use. Now, if it's just you and your boys, if it's just me and my homies on Twitter, you know, shooting the bull, I don't necessarily think that's the best representation of my character and like how I might behave in a staff meeting. Yeah. So I might put that in a locked account. What do you think? Yeah, if 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 one can do it and do it consistently, do that. Uh, I think again, it's that is that challenge of, you know, there's this there's this term called code switching, right? Mm. Where you know it's like changing who you are or changing how you speak to accommodate or appease a certain people group. And if you can do it and do it well, good for you. You're bilingual. But I think it, again, it's it's that back and forth, and then people that have a question of who am I. And at the end of the day, what is it? What do they say? You're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Mm -hmm. And so 
if the people that you're interacting with or spending the majority of your time with are not people that you believe would reflect you positively to a, 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 a employer or to someone that you respect or value their opinion, I think that's, that's something that you need to decide for yourself if those relationships are that important. And I don't want to get too far into that, but what I'm just saying is I think if one can do it consistently having those two accounts, the private one for where you just, you know, shooting the bull, as you said, I have no clue where that originated from <laughs> except for poor bulls. Anyway, um, then do that, you know, have those accounts, but make sure you're maintaining it because what you'll have to do is remember, as you said, an empty house is worse than a staged house. And if you find yourself spending more time in the private one, having these hot takes and these great conversations about social issues and whatever the case may be, it's going to seem and feel artificial or empty when you try to go to your external facing public account and try to comment and not seem like it's just a scheduled posting from a generic post application. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. And that's a great point about the company that we keep, whether it's online or in person. And um, I've heard that put another way, show me your friends, show me your character. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I just want to say good for you and Megan choosing me. Because <laughs> I, I think that I'm a really, really great reflection on your character. Did, did we have a choice or were we assigned you as a method of our own personal know. growth? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody has had a choice. <laughs> you just appeared and we accepted it. <laughs> oh, Nellie. Well, yeah. good, good talk. And we'd love to hear from our listeners what have your experiences been around social media? This is certainly a conversation that can continue. If you have any questions for us, give us a shout. It's hello at campcareer.com. And we'd love to respond to your questions, your comments, your queries, your conundrums. I wanna wish you, Ife, a really safe trip um, to West Africa, ain't no thing. Mm. I believe you are going to, to fet your 90-year-old grandfather. Yep, yep. Shout out to Gramps, Grandpa, Grandpa Alaure, 90 years old, going strong, doing well. 90 years young, bless him. Uh, my grandma also is 90, and the last time I talked to her, we, I made her go through all the U.S. presidents that she had lived through. What? Which I thought would be a fun activity, but it was actually an act of cruelty. It was like mm. confusing for her and she kept <laughs> skipping over Kennedy. Oh, and man. by choice. <laughs> she just blocked that out of her memory. Like I will not acknowledge him. <laughs> right. Um, so I wouldn't recommend that when you go to West Africa. But okay. thank oh. you so much, Ife. Blessings on your travels and <laughs> please review our podcast on iTunes. <laughs> five-star reviews. Welcome. All right, y'all. Talk you to you next week. Bye. Bye.